Got a new camera in action, so let me know how it looks in the comments below. An interesting week for finance at large, so many news stories that it was difficult to choose which ones I wanted to feature. As for crypto, man, the two-day bear market sure was brutal. Hello, I'm Crypto Casey, and welcome to another episode of Last Week Crypto. Every Sunday, we review the performance of the largest cryptocurrencies, top gainers, as well as the latest global news stories affecting the crypto markets this past week. This week, we will discuss how inflation fears are mounting across the world, why the government is not worried, why Wall Street is worried, and of course, bullish Bitcoin news. To check out the links to all the articles we discuss, go to CryptoCasey.com forward slash last week crypto. This week's episode is brought to you by Crypto.com, an exchange with over 55 different cryptocurrencies. On Crypto.com's mobile app, you can buy crypto with bank transfers, credit, debit cards, or crypto at true cost with no markups. Crypto.com also has a desktop exchange that is solely for crypto to crypto trading. If you use the link below to sign up for Crypto.com, you'll receive $25 worth of cryptocurrency for free when you use the referral code CryptoCasey, all while supporting the channel. Also, every Wednesday, I conduct a weekly AMA or Ask Me Anything at Instagram.com forward slash CryptoCasey. So use the link to my one and only official Instagram account listed in the description area to follow me and ask me anything you want every Wednesday. Sweet. Let's hit Last Week Crypto. Looking at the top cryptocurrencies by market cap, Bitcoin down 3.6%, ETH down 5.9%, Binance Coin up 1%, and Cardano down 8.4%. Looking at the top gainers this week, BitMEX token up 146.1%, Dent up 132.8%, Anchor, one of my picks from a few months ago, up 119.6%, and PancakeSwap up 74.3%. Sweet. I do share some altcoin picks from time to time on my Instagram stories, so make sure to follow my one and only Instagram account to stay informed. As we've been discussing for several months now, inflation is going to start ramping up. First slowly, then suddenly. And now people are finally starting to talk about it. So what is inflation? Inflation is the increase in prices of goods and services associated with the cost of living. In fact, here's the consumer price index or the list of goods and services that the US government uses to gauge inflation rates. You can see it includes food, energy, clothes, cars, alcohol, tobacco, rent, medical care, and transportation. So inflation tracks the cost of goods and services most people in the population need to spend money on in order to live. When the prices of these items start to increase without people's wages increasing at the same time, the government starts to worry about, you know, things like civil unrest. However, what's interesting right now is everyone seems to see inflation of the US dollar as a huge problem that's going to unfold over the next few years, except for the two people that have the most control over our entire economy for the most part, Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. This week, Powell and Yellen made an appearance on Capitol Hill to discuss the nation's economic response to the pandemic. Powell plays down inflation, again, while Yellen sees possible return to full employment by 2022. A return to full employment by next year? How on earth can we even dream of achieving a feat like that while downplaying inflation? A hotly debated topic among economists is the historical relationship between inflation and employment, where we have seen higher employment rates correlate with increased inflation. Regardless of whether or not you believe high employment causes increased inflation, we also must consider how the government is going to go about returning us back to full employment by 2022. White House aides prep $3 trillion jobs package for Biden. All from the money printer? More dollars? More inflation? How daft could Powell be? Well, there is another way the government can pay for things without printing dollars, and this way actually removes dollars from circulation. 
Imagine that. Are higher taxes coming? Janet Yellen talks revenue raises and full employment by next year. Janet Yellen, Secretary of the Treasury, said in her testimony with Congress yesterday that tax policies may need to be revised in order to pay for stimulus programs and provide ongoing relief to Americans. While she did not explicitly say an increase in taxes will come, she said that revenue raises are likely. Nice, so no inflation worries, right? Increase in taxes will get some of the dollars off the street, and revenue raises will give people more purchasing power to buy goods and services, even if the prices increase. Problem solved? Oh, no, 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 no. Problems with an S, like multiple problems, created, rather. Let's think like the average, evil, greedy, profits over people American corporation for a moment. Imagine the government that you have bought and paid for through legalized bribery, <clears throat> I mean lobbying, these politicians address the nation with some lip service about an increase in corporate tax rates and an increase in wages to aid in the economic recovery of the United States. Cool story. As a typical American corporation, what's our very next move? Increase the prices of our goods and services to offset the increase in taxes and wages. Hell yeah, we aren't paying for that. The consumers will pay for it. De facto inflation. And corporations have already had to start increasing prices of some goods and services due to the global supply chain management breakdowns, like the massive one that took place this week creating as many memes as it did problems. Global shipping was in chaos even before the Suez blockage. Shortages and higher prices loom. One of the world's most vital trade arteries has been blocked by a quarter-mile-long container ship, creating a traffic jam that has ensnared over 200 vessels and could take weeks to clear. But even before the Ever Given ran aground in the Suez Canal earlier this week, global supply chains were being stretched to the limit, making it much more expensive to move goods around the world and causing shortages of everything from exercise bikes to cheese at a time of unprecedented demand. Exercise bikes and cheese are definitely a part of that consumer price index we reviewed earlier. Shortages, demand, inflation. There's been a great convergence of constraints in supply chains like I've never seen before, said Bob Beisterfield, the CEO of CH Robinson, one of the world's largest logistics firms. The bottlenecks are widespread, affecting transport by air, ocean, and road, Beisterfield told CNN Business in an interview. It really has been unprecedented. More than 80% of global trade by volume is moved by sea, and the disruptions are adding billions of dollars to supply chain costs. Globally, the average cost to ship a 40-foot container shot up from $1,040 last June to $4,570 on March 1st, according to S&P Global Platts. These expenses could soon mean higher prices for consumers, adding upward pressure to rising inflation. A nightmare scenario for Wall Street, which is already fearful that a spike in prices could force the Federal Reserve to hike interest rates sooner than expected. At the moment, a lot of these costs are within the supply chains, said Chris Rogers, a research analyst at S&P Global Pangeva. I think it's inevitable that it will be passed on to consumers. It's just going to take time, he added. Yeah, because, I mean, this is kind of where we're at on that. $1,400 stimulus versus 11 months of pandemic debt and loans. Touching back on Wall Street's fear that the Federal Reserve will increase interest rates sooner than later, the Fed will be forced to buy more bonds as U.S. stimulus drives up interest rates, Ray Dalio says. The Federal Reserve will be forced to increase its quantitative easing program by buying more bonds as interest rates continue to rise, according to Ray Dalio. Dalio believes the recent $1.9 trillion fiscal stimulus bill will spur more Treasury offerings by the U.S. government 
further damaging the supply-demand problem for bonds, Dalio said. The supply and demand problem for bonds will lead to a further rise in interest rates, which has already wreaked havoc on certain parts of the stock market, like the high-growth technology sector, as the 10-year Treasury yields climbed to a pre-pandemic high of 1.75% last week. Okay, Casey, I don't get it. What's the big deal about Treasury bonds, interest rates, and why does Wall Street care, and why should I care? I want more crypto talk. I don't care about finance and economics. Well, here's the deal. Bitcoin was born out of the last financial crisis and was built to combat against financial crises, which we are in the midst of the largest, most devastating financial crisis in modern history. Most people just don't know it yet. The more you understand about finance and economics, the more you will understand the value of crypto and its underlying blockchain technology. You don't want to just think of your investments as magic internet coins. You need to know that your investments are going to revolutionize the global financial system for the betterment of everyone, not just a few elites. End rant. Okay, let's briefly go over treasury bonds and interest rates and what this means for the stock market and inflation. So what are bonds? A bond is a fancy term for a loan. Bonds are loans or debt instruments. Treasury bonds or T-bonds are debt issued by the United States government. Treasury bonds pay the people or companies that buy them a fixed rate over a certain period of time. For example, you can buy bonds that mature in 10 years, 30 years, etc. Once they mature, the investor receives their initial investment back. So if you want to loan the government $1,000 by buying a treasury bond, basically they will pay you a fixed amount every six months based on the interest rate of the bond. And when it matures, they will pay you back your $1,000. Why does the government issue bonds? To pay for stuff like the American Rescue Plan, or politician salaries, or even to bail out corrupt banks that had no incentive not to make a quick buck fast at the expense of our economy and livelihoods. Cool. So when people or companies buy treasury bonds, the cash they use is then taken out of circulation, therefore decreasing the money supply. Now when governments buy back treasury bonds, the cash they pay to the person or company they are buying it from is put back into circulation, therefore increasing the money supply. The government uses buying and selling of treasury bonds to control the money supply when need be. So let's talk about why Wall Street doesn't want interest rates of treasury bonds to increase. Well, as we talked about in previous episodes, treasury bond yields or interest rates became competitive with that of many blue chip companies on the stock market. So let's think about it. Would you rather have a stock from a single company like Apple that pays you dividends? Or would you rather have a bond backed by the United States government paying you pretty much the same amount of interest? So investors are thinking, why take on more risk by investing in one single company if I can make a safer, less risky investment and make the same amount of money with the government? Yeah, they wouldn't. So what happens next? Money floods out of the stock market and into bonds, which causes the stock market to go down. Wall Street's biggest nightmare. And this also increases inflation because in order to keep interest rates low, the government will have to buy back more bonds. And like I mentioned before, when the government buys back bonds, it increases the amount of money in circulation. More money circulating, more inflation. We are also experiencing inflation in another category of the consumer price index, houses and rent. The broken state of the US housing market the number of homes for sale in the U.S. is at a record low, while would-be buyers are plentiful and eager to buy. When homes do go on the market, bidding wars send prices through the roof. In this article, they walk us through the five L's contributing to the state of the housing market. Labor, lots, lending, lumber, and laws. Yes, labor, there's a good one. A lot of construction workers left the industry after the housing crash, so it's really hard to find workers to build houses. Land has been expensive. That's an obstacle. 
lending for the companies that build homes, they've been having some trouble getting loans. Lumber is interesting too. I mean, the prices are through the roof. Like two by fours and stuff have doubled in price, adding like $25,000 to the cost of a house. So that's a problem. The biggest thing though is really zoning laws and that's plagued us for a long time. There's just so many rules that get in the way of building homes. So yes, more inflation on the way. And to make matters worse, inflation expectations could become self-fulfilling prophecy, BMO Wealth Management says. The Federal Reserve may not be sweating the possibility of higher inflation, but it may have another problem to contend with. There is some concern out there, certainly, that consumers are seeing now. They're seeing the price of oil rise. The cost of goods is going up faster than the cost of services. And there's a lot of inflation in the system. Ma told CNBC's Trading Nation on Thursday, the question is whether or not it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Higher expectations of persistent inflation could push businesses to pass costs onto the consumer and unions and employees to push for higher wages, a cycle that would then boost prices, says Ma. Americans are already growing more concerned about the risk of higher prices. Axios reported Thursday, a civic science survey found that 77% of Americans were at least somewhat worried about higher inflation. And I think it's completely justified because let's be honest, what's the organic state of the economy without stimulus checks and permanent QE and a $4 trillion deficit? Let me know what you think in the comments below. And here's another question to ask ourselves. Do we really think a Band-Aid will heal a tumor? Borrowing a quarter of the nation's entire economic output every year to prop up an inefficient, corrupt status quo is putting a Band-Aid over a tumor. Simply put, much of this money is either being saved, hoarded to economists who want us to spend every dime of it, applied to debts outstanding, back rent, credit cards, etc., or sent overseas for imported goods. There is no guarantee that all this stimulus will generate jobs, new enterprises, profits, and tax revenues that are anticipated. So what can we do to protect ourselves? Plan B, Bitcoin, baby. And if you've determined that it's the right course of action for you while holding your cryptocurrency for the long term, make sure you are transferring it off of exchanges to hold in a cold storage hardware wallet. You can scroll down to the description area below to access the correct and official sites of my recommended hardware wallets. BC Vault is my personal favorite. Another option is the Ledger Nano Backup Pack. So scroll down to check them out. Or if you would rather make income from your idle digital assets you're planning to hold for the long term, you can safely earn interest with services provided by BlockFi. With a BlockFi interest account, your cryptocurrency can earn up to 8.6% APY. Interest accrues daily and is paid monthly. There are no hidden fees and no minimum balances. So if you're interested in learning more about BlockFi, you can get up to a $250 Bitcoin bonus when you use the link in the description area to sign up, all while supporting the channel. Protecting your ability to generate income will be another way more important factor than keeping cash in the bank over the next year or so. So if you'd like to learn more about the advanced technical concepts of blockchain and become a developer in the space, check out Ivan on Tech's Academy. If you use the link below, you can access the Academy at a discounted price. So scroll down, check it out. Cool. Let's quickly hit on some Bitcoin news before wrapping up. We did see a dip towards that 44K support level this week as Bitcoin traders braced for record $6 billion in options to expire Friday. The record Bitcoin options expiry could be bearish overhang on the market. And it did create a bear scenario for an all of, I don't know, 48 hours. Since then, we are making moves towards that pesky 6K resistance level. And with all of the inflation news we covered, the price of Bitcoin will continue to increase due to both demand and, of course, inflation of the US dollar. 
And others agree. Kraken's Jesse Powell says Bitcoin will easily reach $1 million. Here's when. It's still early. I think so. I think Bitcoin is going to be $500,000 easily within the next few years. Look at how much money printing is going on. Easily, we're going to hit a million dollars in Bitcoin. We've got even more people with higher price targets agreeing as well. Michael Saylor says Bitcoin is a screaming buy. Predicts top crypto could hit $5 million. I can see Bitcoin going to a million. I can see it going to 5 million. Because if it simply replaces all the indexes as a monetary index money, why shouldn't it go to 100 trillion in market cap or something? Sailor, whose company MicroStrategy now owns 91,326 Bitcoin, points out that the flagship crypto asset is currently a screaming signal to investors. And this is aided by a rapid expansion in the money supply globally and the dominance of its blockchain network. In my life, I've never seen something that was such a screaming signal. You've got a 200 to 300 trillion dollar addressable market. You've got a problem. Money is not sound. You've got engineered thermodynamically sound money. You've got a dominant network. Everybody's decided it's the network. It's exploding. The signal that is exploding is it's growing 200% a year, every year for 12 years running. That's the signal. Saylor adds that Bitcoin's potential became far easier to understand following the economic fallout and increase in money printing that began early last year. Bitcoin got to be a much easier trade in March of 2020. And every month since March of 2020, it's been de-risked exponentially, and then the need is exploding. And others agree about the decreased risk, like senior commodity strategist at Bloomberg Intelligence, Mike McGlone. Bitcoin in transition to risk off reserve asset, BI commodity, well on its way to becoming a global digital reserve asset. A maturation leap in 2021 may be transitioning Bitcoin toward a risk off asset in our view. And zooming out, just think about this. Bitcoin is worth a trillion bucks and it's never spent a dollar on marketing, never had a CEO or a board meeting, never had a budget, never lobbied, never done a partnership, never hired a lawyer or an auditor, never existed in physical form. We've never had anything like it. At one point, I get that many companies have formed around Bitcoin and they then spend money on marketing, legal, lobbying, etc. But that's precisely the point. A piece of open source code convinced those companies to do that using game theory and mechanism design. That's amazing. And for anyone who still thinks crypto is crazy, consider this. The object of life is not to be on the side of the majority, but to escape finding oneself in the ranks of the insane. Marcus Aurelius, Meditations. Another thing you should be mindful of, bulls, bears, apes, the crypto space is a fucking zoo. Oh, and the whales, can't forget the whales. Awesome. Well, that was Last Week Crypto with me, Crypto Casey. If you enjoyed the episode, please make sure to like this video and subscribe to my channel for more crypto content. To check out the links to all the articles we discussed, go to CryptoCasey.com forward slash last week crypto. So are you worried about inflation? Or do you think the government has everything under control? Which crypto animal are you? Bull, bear, ape, or whale? Let me know in the comments below. Be safe out there.